Hi, Chad. Hey, Cameron. So I feel like I've been perpetually angry for two weeks. Yeah? Yeah. Like, it's like little things, constant little things. Do you need to do a masturbate? Would that make you feel better? Um, I tried that a couple dozen times. No luck? Not yet. Damn. Um, quitters never win, so. This is true. I said that to Putin. I was like, hey, you should try a masturbate. Maybe it'll make you feel better. But he told me they don't do that in Russia. And I was like, oh. That was topical humor. We're not supposed to do that. I'm on my third or fourth drink tonight, so my mouth is not in control. It doesn't matter. Of my head. I I just like last week I don't I can't count the number of tech issues we had. Yeah, you like, um you've had a week, you've had a ball. And then yesterday too, we're recording today late. Uh, listeners only missed a week, but it's like I just kind of I want to come home and turn on the computer and then it does things. Yeah. That I tell it to do. Yeah. And then I'm late getting home today. Because it rained a little bit, which means there were about four car crashes. Because it, you know, it rained a Did little it turn bit. Ice? Uh, I'm in such a negative mood. How are you doing? I mean, kind of drunk, so pretty good. Oh, that's good. I'm gonna try that. It, you know, it has its moments. This whole alcohol thing. I had a birthday this week. Turned 33, which, you know, I could take or leave, but. I did get a nice bottle of liquor, which was cool. I got a twelve, uh, a six pack of of cheap light beer because my dad bought a twelve pack, and then it's like, here you could have six of these. And I was like, okay. And then my neighbor who I play ping pong with got me an alien toy, one of the new Neca ones. It's uh apparently based off like an old video game. The sculpt is, but kind of updated, so it looks like a xenomorph mostly, but then it's back of its head just a little different. It's kind of got like this clear thing, and it looks kind of like a like the abdomen for a bug. It's brown. Um, he bought himself one, and then he painted the back of the head, and then so he gave me one, and he's like, here you go, and I was like, I want to paint the back of the head too because I don't like that brown at all. And I did that, and it looks really cool. It's super poseable. It's got like like double-jointed on all its joints. So I got it in a really cool like crawl and reach and pose, and Ripley's there, and um, then also Ripley's outside because that's my name, my cat. And yeah, it's just been a, it's been an all right week. Well, happy birthday. Did you blow out the candles? No, but my mom did make me a cake and lasagna, which is technically more important because she's like, what do you want for dinner? And I was like, I haven't had lasagna in a while and I fucking love lasagna. I had a lot of pasta this week. Feeling really fat, if I'm being honest. Yeah, I really like Italian food on birthdays. It's great. It's so fun. I had a, I had a rav, uh, not ravioli. I had um Alfredo. Don't know how I got those to infuse, but I had Alfredo tonight for supper. We went to a restaurant, and I got, like, this chicken and broccoli Alfredo, and they gave me, like, seven portions of it because it's pasta. So I took, like, this huge jug of it home. Might as well have put it in, like, an ice cream bucket. And that's in my fridge, so that's exciting. That, that does sound nice. I feel like oh. as you get older, the things that make you happy are basically drinks and food. Like, it's so easy to just brighten my day if you give me something really nice to drink or something really nice to eat i don't need any more than that anymore i need um like what's the word the pain of others that sustains me schadenfreude yeah maybe everyone else is too happy and that's why i'm miserable right now oh i'm sorry what's that word i'm a sociopath yeah yeah um, I don't know. I don't think you are. I've I've talked to you. All right. Uh, I you know what? So we don't really have a topic tonight. So I want to talk very briefly about Elden Ring. Okay. Um, I feel like I've been really negative on that, and then I got it because everyone said it was really good, and I'm having a good time. Yay! That's about it. Cool. My brother's been playing it a lot. Yeah. It, he. Uh. We, we should have him on to talk about. A souls borns from softs. We could do that. So I don't want to say too much because we'll probably touch on this sooner or later. But I think um, the stuff that I forgot about from soft games is when they come out, uh, the the news cycle gets dominated by these stupid like difficulty discussions. This is true. 
And so it's like, it, one of the things I like to do is like stay up on current events in the gaming world. And it's basically like nothing good was announced this week and everyone's mad about stuff and not having fun. And it's like, okay, that, that's fun. I feel like that's a lot of gaming news, though. I, I, or, or the places I hang out, I get mostly the negatives. So my view on like the gaming industry is fairly negative. And then I'll be like, I don't like games, but this one looks cool. And then I'll be like, I bought you this game. It was on the 360. I'm still playing the Warhammer game is what I'm talking about. Yeah, you've been enjoying that. I see you, you hop on once it's in a while. It's got its really good ebbs and flows to it. I'm on a cool part right now. There's been some like really bad levels, and there's some like really, really well-designed ones. It goes goes back and forth a bit, but so far, yeah, I'm still enjoying it. It's fun. I don't, the story is dumb as shit, but like some of the gunplay is really cool. I like got a rocket launcher for the first time. But you have to charge it before you can shoot it, which is kind of neat. Like you don't see that in a whole lot of games like this. So it feels different. It like it defines itself. I don't know. It's cool. I like I like my axe. I still still use my axe. Fucking cutting orcs in half. Um, I've been I've been reading a book. Yeah. I I want to say it's called Honor Bound, but honestly, they all kind of sound the same. But it's another Warhammer book. And I think what I like about it is that it's very character driven and it doesn't feel like an ad for the game. That's cool. Like most of the most of the novel's been about characters talking and discovering secrets and things. And it's not just and then the mighty cool guy was at the front of the army and then he fought ten monsters. You know, it's like, oh wait, this is actually a story. So I'm I've been kind of enjoying that. Nice. There's room in that setting for stories. <laughs> Imagine that. Yeah. <clears throat> they don't always capitalize on that, but when they do, it works out. I'm watching this uh, time lapse you sent me of someone freehanding like a really crazy embroidery pattern on the cloak of his little Warhammer man. Yeah, and that's something else, isn't it? I cannot fucking believe the crazy detail people go when they do Warhammer. But also, like, I see this and it's like, well, okay, I'm not, I can't freehand anything like this. I, I do not have this artistic ability, but it makes me want to try. It's such a bastard that way. Like, if I get a guy, like a, a hero character with a cloak, I'm just like, well, I gotta do something fucking cool with this cloak now. I can't just, like, paint it a color. Well, I mean, honestly, I feel like uh, if you picked something reasonable, you could do it. Like, you can't start at 100 here. Yeah, that's true. Um, this is really something else, but I think if you, uh, like maybe, uh, don't the orcs have banners where it's like just flat sheet metal? Yes. I bet you could freehand something that looks pretty good. And then if you mess up a little bit, it'll be okay. Cause it looks like an orc did it. And that would be that, a good learning that's experience. That's a really good point. Um, I, do orcs have a lot of cloaks? I think some of them do. I want to get a hero character next after I'm done with the chaos Marines I got, which, um, I started this this other set of five. Um, I need new brushes. I've I fucked mine up, and then my cat found them the other day and was like, "These are a chew toy," and so they went from kind of fucked up to really fucked up really fast. And it's like, well, I did need new ones. Um, but once I get these done, I want to get a hero character and just like really focus on one guy and like fucking hardcore paint him because I think that could be fun and just remove the the. The pressure of like, well, there's four more to go, so I have to like kind of be sensible with what I'm doing. Yeah, I kind of like the cool like set piece dudes. Um, not even like the huge ones, like the little like reasonably sized ones that are still like important. Yeah, and that's the other thing though is like, okay, am I trying to play, make like competitive teams of characters? Because if so, I should probably be somewhat smart with the heroes I pick and buy. Or do I just go rule a cool in pricing? Because some of them are really expensive, despite being not that big, and others are still clearly some kind of like hero character, but are only thirty dollars or twenty dollars instead of like fifty. And I gotta balance that. Yeah, you know, um, we should play kill team sometime soon. Yes, we should. I think if you played that and got kind of like a vibe for it you might actually like get inspired to like finish off a kill team size army. How many are in a kill team sized army? Um, it kind of depends on what army you pick, but it ranges from like four to 10. Okay. So it would be like 
maybe one more box of chaos guys well i have um i have 15 of them right now i've i've okay, 10 of the normal you could probably use then... that yeah you're right okay because my my whole point was to try and get like 16 guys of every of the armies i like which i guess isn't a kill team at that point it's i don't know how many points that is but i want like you know some kind of army-esque thing that i can play with people and i i I have a 3D printer now. Don't know how to use it yet. Haven't even turned it on, but I think it would be cool to uh, make some terrain and like actually, you know, go. You go in my basement and have like a thing set up and like I could play this with people. And there's like a dedicated stuff because I'm really, really enjoying the process. It's just a yeah. matter of um, uh, it's a fun hobby. It really is. Um, tomorrow, I think me and my dad are going to finish painting our Blood Bowl teams. Nice. It's a fun hobby to share with people because you get to share your progress and compare notes and learn from each other. I I invited you I'm looking to at, like um, orcs right now, just some of the yeah. different ones you can buy, and it's like okay, here's here's some dude. He's twenty five bucks. He looks kind of cool. I don't know what his powers are, but then like you go up and here's a forty dollar guy, and it's also one model. Like what's the difference? And here's a thirty five dollar one. I don't know what I want, and so I feel like I have to actually figure out points before i snag something like this yeah and the thing um like there's uh there's 40k the game which is kind of annoying but also i don't think i'm doing it right at the (laughs) moment i'm just like buying things i want to paint like a weirdo yeah there's nothing wrong with that though because you can also like proxy stuff like no one really cares um but there's like the 40k game and what I'm finding is that I actually like the kill team game, which is it uses completely different rules. And I find that kill team is much more accessible from both like the army making standpoint, but also explaining the rules. Because I played a game with Renoki where like it after one game he understood how to play. You know what I mean? The uh the issues continue apparently. A little bit, but at least they're manageable. Yeah, but yeah, that's our that's our Warhammer talk. We, I really do want to play a kill team with you soon, though. Yeah, we'll have to we'll have to figure something out. I need to stop being such a lazy bastard. Yeah, just pick a time and I'll do it. Um. Oh, he's cool, Zodgrod Wartsnaga. Yeah, he's got like a neat hair going on. I think he could be kind of fun to paint. I don't yeah, know what his you know abilities his deal? are. He's a multiplier for your Gretchen. I don't think I have any of those. <laughs> he might not be the right guy to buy. Yeah, his lore is that he got banished for believing that Gretchens are worthwhile, even though they're small. How dare he? Pretty much. Then there's I just love... like this dude. Yeah, with he's a got cool a cool gun. silhouette. Um, Orc Warboss. Like, he's cool, too. Oh, see, and I, uh, what I like with that model in particular is you could kind of paint him into any kind of orc army. Yeah. Um, Like, he looks big enough that he's important, but he doesn't necessarily have to be a certain style. I kind of wanted someone that looked wizardy, but I don't really see one. Because I wanted to do... So... There was a uh, an old drag not Dragonlance, uh, Forgotten Realms book where there was like this uh, troll mage, and he was sort of, I guess he was like albino, but he had kind of like this pale blue white kind of grayish weird tinted skin because he could do magic, and I really like, I kind of like the idea of trying to paint an orc instead of green, this like kind of sickly gray blue. And just doing like red eyes then and like this like actual like albino orc and giving him like weird veins and, and tattoos and shit and just being like, this is like the fucked up mage. And he looks different and he's striking. But then obviously base him the same as my other orcs, so he's cohesive with the army. Uh so I was hoping to find someone I could do that with, but none of these current models on Games Workshop really fit the bill. Uh some other than the one I just sent you, but I don't have any aggressions, so from a play standpoint, he's not who I should buy. <laughs> Actually, I kind of wonder if you could use one of the fantasy orcs. Oh, that might be interesting. 
and maybe just like tack on like metal bits from the like some leftovers. Yeah, I definitely have like a decent amount of bits left because I've got a ton of different armies now, and some of them come with like weird emblems and and things, right? And I have a uh, the capabilities of cutting this stuff apart and making my own shit if I really need to. It would also be cool if you could uh, get your 3D printer working. Maybe just find a model online. Yeah. Some of that stuff is probably worth testing before I do it. Um, that being said... Oh, this orc's cool. He's... Uh, I mean, he, I don't know. Some of the totem stuff's a little extreme, but it's very neat. Uh, for the listeners, it's Wurgog the Prophet. He's got, like, really a fancy, like, feathery headdress. And he's got a dagger that looks like it's made out of, like, amethyst or something. Uh, not a lot of clothes on, but that's okay. They're orcs. Orcs don't need clothes. I sent you another one that's maybe less shaman-y, even though he is a shaman. Oh, this one's cool. He's got, like, this crazy staff, and his staff's got, like, a cloud coming out of it, and the cloud's painted like a nebula. I do not have those painting abilities, but I really like the idea here. I don't know what I would do with that cloud, if I'm being honest. I'll probably just make it smoky. Yeah. Um, you prime it black and then just kind of like dry brush gray in layers. Sure. And then like flex some like light gray over it. I'm wondering what's what's this guy look like? So he's got you know, how would I make him look like a 40k creature instead? So if I did that though, then what what do you do about the stats? Like how do you make them playable if you customize a character? Not to keep harping on Warhammer, but I'm also like totally fine with just fucking talking about warhammer so uh maybe you take off the bottom of the staff and put in something that looks like it's made out of metal with spikes coming off it oh there you go that's a good way and to then do it. give him like a shoulder pad or something on his back mm-hmm. i like his tusks coming out of his headdress they're very cool they're like a, like like they belong on an elephant but he cut them off and glued them to the sides of his head like a weirdo or even uh maybe you could take his like his torso in half and just put him on some different legs. I mean, at that point, you're yeah. like using two models. That'd be cool too. I think, I think that would work as well. Give him some like kind of pants or like a metal leg or something. I have options, Cameron. But I think if, uh, if you give kill team a try, it might inspire you. What kind of army you want to finish? I think your chaos guys are looking pretty good though. Thank you. You at least I'm got still, that covered. Yeah, I'm. I'm excited to keep at him. I'm hopefully gonna get get some time into him this weekend, just because it's been enjoyable. But the brushes they broke, kinda. I need to get some. I need to figure out how to like actually take care of brushes. Just kind of abuse mine, cause I I get like the cheap ones, like the cheap synthetic ones. Like you spend like six dollars for three or four of them, and then. Use them for a bit, and they fall apart. And you just buy new ones, I guess. Um, I guess if we're done with Warhammer, do you got any got any other ideas? Got any other fun things to talk about? Um, I want to complain more. Okay. But the point of this show is to be uplifting. Ah, well, that's what the glad space is for at the end. That's true. I'm gonna complain. Uh, the other big game that came out was Horizon 2. Yeah. Did you play the first one? Nope. Sorry, I gotta send this one message. So stop. Leave, leave me alone. I don't play video um, games. I never played the first one. It didn't look very appealing. The second one, it looks like the exact same game, and it still doesn't look that appealing. But there's like this hype behind it, and it's like it feels like robots are hyping it. Oh, really? You know what I mean? Like, it's like people will put a clip on Twitter and it's like, this redefines how boss fights should be. And I'll watch it and it's like gameplay footage of something that I feel like I played 10 years ago. And it's like, I can't tell if they're trying to make a point or if they just thought that sounded smart. But it's like, do you just not play video games and this is like your first one or something? Like, there's been some YouTubers that get like really passionate about it, and I just don't understand because they won't show anything that's worth getting passionate about. Sure, I'm just kind of tired of these hype cycles. Yeah, I, 
I feel like that's kind of been a thing with video games for like a decade though is like there's there's always these weird hype cycles and games media games press doesn't really exist to inform you it it exists to advertise and I've become really kind of cynical about all that stuff over the years and so when it comes to like games I want to play like if, if I don't naturally learn about it and get excited I don't play it uh typically it needs to be on the PC for me to want to play it because that's what I do the bulk of my gaming on unless I'm playing Smash Brothers with my brother. Uh, I want to play Elden Ring because I like the Soulsborne games, or at least the ones I've played. I'm worried my computer cannot run Elden Ring. It is on the cusp, and I know there's been performance issues on PC even for good rigs, so that kind of sucks. But I also want to wait like a couple months because I know... Those games are obtuse as shit in their design work, and I'm going to get stuck right away, and I want to just be able to Google what's wrong so I can keep going. I want to know, I want to know how to find the cool stuff right in a way that I can like lean into and not accidentally stumble upon, because I, I only have so much time. I don't like open-world games. I fucking don't have time for them, so if I'm going to play one, I want like a, a path, right? Yeah. Uh, honestly, the open-world part is a turnoff for me. Yeah, when someone told me it was like an 80-hour game, and I was like, oh, no. What, yeah. what if it wasn't, though? <laughs> um, now, the thing with Elden Ring, though, that I kind of appreciate is when I hit a boss that I keep ramming my head against and I just can't do any better, because it's open world, I can just go do something else. Sure. And I'll, like, discover something else, and I'll find a boss that's challenging, but I can actually do this one. And I get, like, cool upgrades and cool level up, and maybe I'll try that other boss later. And it feels less like I'm stuck, like in a traditional one. What? Uh, there's like a debate going on right now about the tutorial. Oh yeah. Yeah, because the way the tutorial works, um, you're in a cave, and to your right, there's like a big hole in the ground, and there's a ghost looking down into the hole. And if you talk to the ghost, he says. Um, you can go down there to remember uh, how to fight like all the other warriors. And then to your left, there's a door. And if you go through the door, it opens up and you're in the open world. Oh. And so the idea is if you know what you're doing, you can just skip the tutorial. It doesn't matter. Um, A lot of people didn't know that was a tutorial. And they're so like cautious and skeptical of everything. They thought, oh, that's a trap. I'll skip it. And then they don't That's understand stupid. that you There's can block in this game. There's always a tutorial section in FromSoft games. I, well, it's also, who cares if you die? You're level zero and you have zero points. Like, Bloodborne, the first thing you're supposed to do is learn how to fight and then die. Like, you're not supposed to win that first encounter. Uh, that's just like, a, I don't, I typically don't like it when games do that, uh, personally. But I also know it's a thing they do. And if it's the first encounter in a FromSoft game... Like you said, you're level zero. You have no souls. Who gives a shit? It's probably narratively important you turn into a corpse. Like, just... I. It's interesting, because I remember when uh, Bloodborne came out, there was this conversation that it was, like, a legitimately really good horror game because there is... Uh, if you die, you lose your stuff. You gotta go back and get it. The game is really hard. The monster design is grotesque. And so, like, it's not a horror game like Silent Hill... But it's a horror game in terms of like how you treat it because you're cautious. You have to be. And that's neat. But there comes a point where it's still a game where you have a giant fucking axe that turns into a bigger axe. Like the, the world doesn't end if a monster kills you. You can run back to your body and get your shit. It's not a big deal. What is a good horror game? That is a fantastic question. Um... I have a lot of issues with most of the horror games I've played. Yeah. And I feel like we've maybe talked about this, but it comes down to dying is scary the first time, and then the second time, it's just annoying. Uh, Amnesia the Dark Descent is a great game until a certain point when you realize that, like, you can walk into a room with lots of little candles that you can't pick up, and then there's no oil for your lantern, and you have to leave the room but you don't have any lantern oil, so your light source, which like keeps you alive, is gone. But you can't pick up these fucking little candles in their little holders. Or, like, you get to that water boss, it's really scary, but 
but it's kind of difficult because you have to walk a certain way, and if you don't do it fast enough, it gets you and you die. And so if you're on, like, the fourth attempt at it, it's not scary anymore. It's just fucking frustrating. So you have to balance, like, difficulty with ease because if it's too hard, it's not scary, but if it's too easy, it's not scary. And that's hard. Because I really liked Resident Evil 8. Okay. But it's like the game starts like um, Evil Dead and then it ends like Army of Darkness. Oh, that's cool. And I feel like the progression is kind of warranted and it's fun because you kind of go through these chapters where each chapter kind of works different. So there's variety. But ultimately, it's also this weird, like disjointed experience. Like, I, I think I really loved it, but I was kind of surprised Richard didn't. He's a bigger Resident Evil fan than I am. And when he said that he kind of like got over it really fast, it was like, oh, they didn't make a good Resident Evil game. They made a game that Cameron would like because I don't like the other Resident Evil games. (laughs) Yep, for sure. And it's like, oh, it's a different kind of thing. Alien Isolation, I think, was a good horror game most of the time. But that also had the same kind of issue where any kind of difficulty spike that killed me more than two times was no longer scary. It was just annoying or like hiding from the alien in the same way for the 20th time. It just wore off, right? It's like, Oh, I guess I got to go hide in the door and it'll walk by and I'll sniff around and then it'll crawl up in the ceiling and then I'll just continue on. Like at a certain point, the scary bit isn't your environment. It's losing progress, which I don't think is a good horror game. If you're scared of having to do something over it's now work. It's not fun. I like when you're um you're under like you're not capable of defending yourself, I guess, for a segment. Like it's uh it's kind of neat when you feel like you're in control and then that control is kind of taken away temporarily and that makes you feel exposed and then you pass that moment. Cuz that lets you like it, it, it like the fear part works in like chunks rather than just the game is constantly like this at all times because eventually you just adapt to the flow yeah it's like uh it actually in resident evil 8 did you see that game yet i've i've seen footage of it i've not played it uh there's one chapter where you don't have your weapons like you go into a house and then all your items get taken away from you and it becomes like a PT or something where all you can do is walk around. And there's something funny about it because that's like the scariest one when you're playing it the first time. But on the second playthrough, when you know what to do, it becomes the least scary because it's like, oh, there's nothing to shoot at, which means I can run through this a lot faster. Yeah. And it's like, it's actually the fastest segment. <laughs> but the first time you do it, you're like, I don't know. Do I go? Well, that door opened. I don't know if I want to go in there. I can't defend myself. And when you realize that there's not a monster behind the door, it doesn't matter that you don't have your gun because it's like, well, you're not going to use your gun. So just walk through. Mm-hmm. I think, um, I think the first Dead Space game is a good horror game. Oh, I like that one. I think it, it does... It does a lot of monster stuff really cool. It gives you a weapon, but it gives you a bunch of weapons, but they're not like ideal for the the shooting you're doing, right? Like like you have to dismember stuff. You're not shooting stuff in the head. You're like, I have to shoot the limbs off. And that's a different kind of aiming and a different kind of encounter. So it's like wonderfully designed. It's so smart. The story is cool. The setting's really cool. I love the isolation in it. It's like really natural. Like there's so many good ideas in dead space one i've never i don't think i've finished dead space two and i know dead space three's got some issues of 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 that, that kind of ea buildup that was going on uh but that first one is a great game i would also say oh fuck i'm gonna have to open my steam library because i don't remember the name of it did you like the wii game i don't think i played that one i did play that- dead space on my phone a long time ago um the Wii game is actually really fun. Oh yeah? Yeah, like it's a, like an arcade um it, you're on rails. Yeah. So it feels like you're in an arcade kind of setup. But they still kind of manage to do the storytelling and the the horror parts even though it's on rails. Like I was kind of impressed by it. 
Steam is updating, apparently, so it's still loading. There's a series of shooters that came out back on the 360 that were horror-themed. Was it and fear? you could like go into bullet time. Yes, it was fear. Yeah. Those were good. I don't know if those were scary, but they were fun. Like they were fun games, which isn't really what we're talking about, I suppose. I think fear has horror elements in it, but depending on how you play it, it doesn't always feel like a horror. <laughs> yeah. When you could go into bullet time and shoot people apart with a shotgun, I think you strayed a little bit away from horror. <laughs> funny i like i really like horror movies but i like specific kind i don't play a lot of horror games i don't know why i think there's just something about like that control aspect i want like to passively enjoy horror stuff i don't really want to like have an active involvement in it it really needs to happen to other people and i think the, the the stuff i want to linger is like the ideas like that cosmic horror stuff or uh whatever the fuck like midsummer had going on Oh, I had a massive brain fart. Was it smelly? No. No, no. Uh, have you have you seen Vivarium? I have not. I know that name. Why do I know that name? It's a movie. And I recently listened to a review about it. I haven't watched it. But the reviewers were talking about how it was like it, it was a scary movie um just because of the mood. Like, there's not really, like, a monster attack or anything. It's just, like, it's all so unnerving and unsettling the entire time that it's, like, it haunts you for a while. Okay. And I feel like that works really well in a movie, but when a game tries to do that, um, I almost feel like it's bad if it lands that mark because it might get to you more than it should. Because games and movies aren't the same thing, but people like to think of them as the same thing. Yeah. I don't know if I've ever know. played a game that may be like truly uncomfortable. I think Amnesia comes close, especially in the earlier aspects of the game before I like kind of got a little sick of it. And then I don't I don't like the ending to that game. I wasn't a huge fan of it. I know when it comes to like that atmosphere thing, like the movie Bandy with Nicolas Cage does a really good job, especially the first like half hour to 45 minutes of it. Of just setting a tone in this weird kind of like desaturated bleakness. Just the how it's shot is is really good. And then it kind of turns into a Nicolas Cage horror movie. Which is fun. I love that movie a lot. But I don't think the horror stuff or the scariest stuff comes from like the body horror. And him like fighting monsters or whatever. It's really the stuff before it. And then everything else after is just kind of catharsis with like weird shit, which is interesting, right? Because like at a certain point, I don't know if you've seen that movie. No. Okay. I don't know if I want to spoil it because it's definitely worth watching, but I feel like if, if you have a horror movie where like the, the, if someone's going to like, Oh, I hope this person doesn't die. And then they do anything after that, like, the threat's gone because you killed that person, <laughs> right? Like, everything after that's just like, I guess we're going to, you fucked around, now it's time to find out. And it's no longer really a horror movie. It's just an action movie with some gross shit in it. And and that's Mandy. Uh, and it's fantastic. It is so good at that. But it, it, it almost changes genre like halfway through. I think I like goofy things. Like, um... Have you seen Krampus? I have not, but I've been told that's actually pretty good. Or Killer Clowns from Outer Space, where it's like, it's almost a parody of monster movies. That I have not seen. Uh, oh, you haven't seen that? That surprises nope. me. I, you know, I mentioned it earlier. Have you seen Army of Dead? Army of Darkness? Yes. Because those are fun movies. I really, I've never seen the first two Evil Dead movies. I've seen the third one, Army of Darkness. I feel Which like you can probably... see the second one because it's basically like a remake of the first. It's kind of like Terminator where the director was like, oh, I got a better budget. I, I want to do the same movie, but better. Sure. Yeah, the uh, the third Evil Dead movie was really weird. I watched that by myself. I didn't really know anything about it other than my neighbors. Like, you should watch this. I think you'll like it. But he didn't tell me why. 
And so when it got like really stupid and campy, I was like, I thought this was a horror movie. It's like, no, that's Evil Dead 1 and 2. 3 is the dub one. Yes. But also the most memorable is what I'm told. And honestly, like, there's some really great shit in that movie. I kind of want to see it again after a couple beers and just because I know what to expect. So, I mean, that we could add that to the slate. You know, whenever you come over here, we could go borrow Evil Dead 3 from my neighbor and she's like, hey, we want to watch this movie. Yeah, actually, that would be fun. Because um, there's some cool shit in that. Like, I like the stop motion like zombies at one point. And it's kind of quaint now, but I bet at the time it looked halfway decent. Yeah, it, I don't know. It was a little quaint then, too. Um, okay. If you come out here, we can go to Richard's and he has like a whole like art, like he has a Evil Dead um, like monument built in his room and we can sit at the Temple of Ash and watch the movies. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, what a time. What a time. <laughs> um, I know I wrote something on my notes that was funny. I have like, I'm trying to think of stuff I can talk about, like things that happened to me over the last two weeks. There's stuff to talk about, but I don't know if any of it's interesting because I'm so wrapped up in my own bullshit. And I can't tell, like, hey, I started editing my book again. I'm on draft five. Hooray. Like, is there a story there? I mean, yeah, there's, uh, how many words is this? 69,563 of them. It's a lot of words. I don't know if that's oh. fun to talk about. Okay. So now I remember now. I, I keep a notepad on my phone specifically for show notes. So, like, when I think of an idea or a glad space, I want to write down. You know, I put okay. it in there. I've had this one note in here for the longest time, and I forgot what the meaning behind it was. I think I remember now, but it, it was Lord of the Rings 7-Eleven grass slurpee description. I like that Mad Libs. That's what it feels like, right? Yeah. <laughs> um. So at one point, uh, I was going to write like a J.R.R. Tolkien style like page where um, the Fellowship of the Ring is about to go to Mordor, but first they stop at a 7-Eleven, and then like I was going to emulate that page where he described grass for the whole page, but it was going to be describing the Slurpee. Oh, I like that. And then like the last paragraph would have been a, an obscenely abbreviated rest of the whole story. <laughs> where, like It's like in one paragraph it would be, and then they threw the ring in the mountain. Um. And I thought that would be funny to share. And the more I thought about it, the more it's like, eh, it wouldn't be that funny to share. <laughs> I was doing, I was practicing a golem voice the other day. Uh, I can't remember why. I was just like making weird noises and I was getting kind of close to golem. And I was like, oh, can I go all the way? And uh, I don't like doing that stuff on the show without some warm ups. But. Because it, it involves, it's such a weird, like, it involves, like, kind of, like, trying to, like, really bring your tongue back and close off the back of your throat. It's kind of an awkward mouth position. It's like, ah, ah, ah. Maybe let me, let me pop off a headphone so I can hear myself better. Ah, ah. Oh, shit, I'm so phlegmy because I've been drinking. Stop. Ah, stupid hobbitses. Stupid, stupid hobbitses. It was something like that, but I, I was getting a little more accurate. Um... That was fun. I don't know. That once you realize that like you have control over all of your mouth. Yeah, you can really do some things, right? <laughs> uh what was it? Um Cyanide. Sorry, can you hear me? Why why are we having so many audio issues today? Hi, hey, can you hear me? Yeah, sorry. My that was my mic. It decided it was being a dick because I bumped something in the I'm using a really cheap cable on a really expensive microphone, and sometimes <laughs> they want a divorce. Yeah, that'll happen. Um I don't know if you follow Sunlight and Happiness, but they did this cute short called Coffee 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 Coffee. And I clicking play. Okay, it's cute enough, but it opens with a song. And my first thought was, you can't sing like that while you're getting out of bed after like all the stuff you've taught me. 
Yeah, I definitely have a really bad voice early in the morning. I need I need to warm up to stuff. But you also can't just like do that while you're laying in bed. Like <laughs> I know that's not the point, but something about this short, like that's where my mind went. It's like, oh, Chad taught me how to sing good. But I'm like more cautious of this or conscious, I guess. There's a couple people in um the the vocal group I'm in that apparently are like they like really like practicing in the morning. And I'm just like, I need I need like 30 ounces of water in me before I want to do anything. Just like I need to hydrate so well. And I think some people like the phlegm in your voice, at least for screaming, can be useful because it coats your vocal cords and you just don't feel pain as much when you do that. Uh I don't recommend it to anybody. I think you should uh have a better like, you know, control and 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 relationship with your with your voice before you do anything extreme with it. It, it would be fun though um if you could get like a character voice that you're really good at and like find that on VR chat. Yeah, I like how you got an apple juice. That's a good joke. That's a good little uh, No, little I like that. There. It's cute short. Yeah, I remember like earlier in the week when I was practicing the Gollum voice, I was like, I need to remember this. And then when we start the show, I'll just start with it. But that was uh, kind of predicated on me not having like three or four drinks before the show and then remembering that 40 minutes into it. So maybe next week. Yeah, everybody look forward to it because it'll happen. <laughs> Probably won't. I think I don't all know, these dumb I don't... ways to start the show and then never do any of them. <laughs> I don't know how to do a Gollum voice. I never did a good one. I'm a, let me um, listen to him real quick. Let's do that. Gollum, Lord of the Rings. I never know what to say is the problem. I can't. I don't know. Yeah, baby. Ma. Must have, must. He's got uh, he's got a lot of like he's got actual voice in there. That was that was a little more like going for more of a, a, a grunt. Um, Ma- uh, must must have the precious. <laughs> but he's more for he's a little more nasally. <laughs> must uh, uh. That's probably opposites. horrible to listen to. Oh, Trixie takes it from us. I can't do that. Must have. Must have the precious. Okay, see, you're you're forming it. I can see it, like you're sculpting the voice out. Yeah, and I, I like, I, cause I vaguely remember what I was doing as far as mouse shape goes, but not all the way there. So it, it's 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 definitely something I can kind of do. Uh, I just need I need to work into it, and also probably not be drunk. I love Andy Circus. Um, did you watch his interview on Games Workshop? Uh, no. Because he's a voice of a main character in that Grey Knights game. Oh, yeah? Um, so he painted a Grey Knight mini while they interviewed him. And they went over, like, painting tips and acting tips, and it was actually a cute little thing. Nice. Um, but he's just, it's funny because he's a good actor. And I think he looks pretty good. And so it's annoying that he's known so much for like being in a green screen suit. <laughs> and like, oh, yeah. Wow. He's, look, everyone, it's the monkey from uh, Rise of Planet of the Apes 4. It's like, yeah. <laughs> Must. Oh, I'm so, I'm just so, I need, I need like, I need 20 ounces of water because I, I like find the thing and I go to do it and it's just like, it's just like a, a popcorn fart. It's just dry. Yeah, I dehydrated a little bit too much today. I don't know how there are certain people in bands who are just like, we can drink on set and still sound good when we sing. And I'm, I'm not even talking about screaming, just regular singing. Because alcohol is so bad for your vocal cords. And coffee is so bad for your vocal cords that way. Like, you need to offset that shit with water. And I'm just like, when I, when I see Boba Flex or something who party hard when they play and it's like how how can you sing this well while just constantly drinking straight jägermeister also you're in your 40s why are you drinking jägermeister you weirdo 
Uh, some people are just born with a talent, I guess. I guess. Honestly, Their talent is just enjoying like, Jägermeister. Yeah, it was just like you've been doing it for like a decade. You're just like, no, Jägermeister doesn't affect me anymore. One more vocal thing. Um, so last weekend was uh, was uh the karaoke thing, which I didn't. I ended up not going to. Uh, I want to. I want to talk about this because I'm kind of pissy about it. So the big sell for this was that hey, we're gonna do this song by Carcosa, which is a deathcore band, and we're gonna actually have that vocalist here. He's gonna do his version first, and he's gonna play around, and then everyone's gonna go after him. And so there was this like really weird pressure to learn this song correctly. Problem is, is he's doing a lot of stuff I don't know how to do yet. Like Mark is actively teaching me how, which is fine. Uh, I was like, okay, well, I'll just try to learn it a certain way. Like stuff with the stuff I know how to do, but it was still like a lot of pressure and I wasn't having any fun with it because the song is hard. Now I forgot my webcam and I was like, you know what? Fuck this shit. I want to go back to learning stuff. I want to learn how to do. So I just ended up not showing up. I went grocery shopping instead because it was Sunday and that's what I normally do on Sunday. So I started trying to learn the Shadow of Intent song again, which is a deathcore band I really like. And then I was like, you know, deathcore is really hard to learn if you're not like making it yourself because it's stupidly acrobatic. It's not melodic at all. So I fired up the new Three Days Grace song that came out like a month ago and I started learning that, but I'm just screaming along to it. And that's so much more fun, Cameron, because you can just kind of rock out and have a good time. There's no stress. You're not trying to match his tone or like freaking out about mouse shapes or anything. You're just kind of just going along and uh i don't have a point to this i guess like things you do should be fun and don't make it work when it doesn't need to be well yeah you know fan fun is really important uh, i was actually in an art discord talking to somebody about this where uh um like i had this big project i'm working on with other people and it's like there's a quality bar i have to meet because mm-hmm. other people are counting on me and it all has to be cohesive and there's a timeline and, and deadlines and stuff. And it's okay. I signed up for this. Uh, but working on that stuff, um, I was feeling like a pressure I'm not used to working with. And once that deadline passed and I didn't have to do it, it's like, oh, you know what? I'm going to go back to drawing my comic. I haven't touched this in months. Sure. And I did a page and I did another page and I realized how like I was able to crank these out so fast <laughs> just because I wanted to do it. Yeah, I was like, I went from spending like a whole session learning like the first 30 seconds to the Shadow of Intent song to spending a whole session learning basically the entirety of a Three Days Grace song. And obviously, they're very different. Three Days Grace is, I, I would call them like, it's like pop music, but hard rock. Like, it has that song structure. First chorus, first chorus, bridge, chorus. And things repeat. And the, the patterns repeat a lot. Whereas Deathcore is just sort of like, what if we didn't really repeat anything at all? And so everything, every new chunk, every 30 seconds is like, you have to learn this all new and the timing's hard. And there's value there. I've gotten a lot out of trying to learn songs from genres I want to be in. But at the end of the day, sometimes I just want to like throw on some music and just kind of jam and not have to just i don't want to stress about shit so i think the next vocal cover because i found a karaoke version of this song because it's actually a popular song and has like millions of views uh right away like i might i might do this one and also if we ever do vr chat karaoke again i'll probably do this one because i I don't have the timing perfect but doesn't really matter and like there's still even even if i'm screaming the vocal melody there's still clearly a melody there which is nice yeah and you know that's another thing is like I like to try and learn songs. Um, I can't sing, but it's fun to like do that on VR chat. Yeah. Um. There was a song I discovered recently that I think it's too hard for me to learn because it's very fast. It's it's not quite a tongue twister, but the lyrics move very fast. Okay. And it's been fun trying. Um, I can't even attempt it. Like I, I wouldn't give you a demo yet because I'm not even there. What's the name? But of it's the song? like listening to it. I'm just so impressed with how fast the guy can talk. It's like, oh, this is such a fun song. I kind of want to learn it. 
um, and that fun is the motivating part. I think if someone told me that I had to figure out a passable way to do it, I just wouldn't do it. <laughs> yeah. What's the name of the song? Um. Oh, here it is. Honestly, this album might be one of our uh, music clubs in the future. So, okay, I'm going to listen to this real quick, or at least part of it. And this, I, I linked you the chorus to this Three Days Grace song, which, if you listen to it, like, Three Days Grace make, like, the same kind of music they've been making since, I don't know, 2008 or 2007 or something. Like, they're very consistent. They know what they do. They do it well. They're on their second singer. I really like them. Uh, They're nostalgic, but also they just make fun rock, fun rock music, which is cool, like, Things don't need to be complicated, you know? Like, you can just enjoy stuff that exists to be enjoyed. I also really like the music video, which I actually have never seen before. <laughs> I like I like this dude. He's got an interesting uh, personality, I think. Like, he's, he's clearly, like, the way he's moving and the way he's dressed. Yeah, it's all very deliberate. Oh, wow, this would be really hard to do. Um, the singing part? Yeah. You see what I mean? Where it's like, yeah, I don't think I can do this ever. But it's, it's so, kind it's of like fun to approach jazzy. it. Trying to like, I almost want to attempt this, but it's like, I gotta look at the lyrics. Um, yeah, knowing the lyrics helps a lot, because he does, he goes through fast, you miss words. I'm actually watching him behind the scenes on just how they filmed it, and it's like, oh, wow, that's actually a clever approach. Yeah, he's it's like it's got like some swing to it. It's interesting. Yeah, I really like Electra Swing. Um, I feel like there's not a lot of genres that I openly enjoy, but I'm always open to Electra Swing. He also does this all in one breath, which if you're clean singing is fine, but if you're not is kind of a lot. This is yeah, this is fun though. So-called life. Yeah, it's a very basic radio rock song, but it it's kind of nice to just like spend 20 minutes on a song like, oh, I basically got this down other than the timing's imperfect. But it's got a good sound to it. Like there's uh, you know, simple songs can be good and you can appreciate more complex songs too. Yeah. Um, but that doesn't mean that the simple ones are like invalidated. Yeah, I'm not going to attempt this. I, I was thinking about it, but I'm not drunk enough to do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to memorize Fear and Delight and recreate this whole music video in VR chat just that to spite you. fucking amazing. I can't. <laughs> I would, um, and that's the thing. If I do this, I want to do what I did the last cover I did where just intersperse it with like, there's me in my room actually performing it, but I don't want to actually record all of that because it's fucking pain in the butt. And so... Go into VR chat and I want to do some music video shit with that drive at night level and just like, you know, my be like leaning against the car, just kind of like bobbing my head or whatever, trying to look cool and then getting in the car and then driving really fast off that bridge and crashing. I think it would be really funny. I, actually, you know what song I've thought about? Like, I wonder if there's a way to do this in VR chat, um, like, a, like film a music video. Mm -hmm. uh, you don't listen to a lot of Hatsune Miku, do you? No. There's one where it's a song about being an MMO player. Have I shown you that one? I don't think you have. Uh, so what's cute is they actually, um, for the game, they worked with the Fantasy Star devs and had them like design her costume and the set. And so it's actually Fantasy Star elements in the music video. And it's about her logging into Fantasy Star Online to do a concert in-game. Oh, that's cool. While she sings about like MMO nerds that are counting numbers and never go outside. They do do that. And it's like, it's such a cute premise because it ties the theme together so well. But also the attention to detail because like there's parts where the crowd will like cheer things, but it's coming up as like word text from the game. Oh, I think I have seen this actually. Now that I have the video going. I want to film a music video in VR chat. I do too. Um, I need to scout like a couple more locations, and I'm gonna start filming. Uh, but I also need like a costume. I want you and Joe and the guys like 
to help be backup dancers for a couple shots. That would be fucking funny. But we need to find like a an a avatar. I should spend more time finding the avatar instead of locations. Because I have a lot of it like storyboarded out already, like in my head. And it's like I should probably just film this while it's fresh. Just because it would be fun to edit. I yeah. <laughs> I really enjoy editing film. It's fun. I guess I did do that one VR chat thing to my first song on my EP that I never released, but like I I tried it. It's definitely a thing you can do if you want to put the work into it. It's just a matter of like making things cooperate and trying to be dumb is way easier than trying to be silly. And I wanna I wanna do a dumb thing first because the pressure is gone. I liked how um we found that Lion King world. Yeah. And so we tried to pose and like recreate the shot of like holding the baby up over the rock. Yeah, that was fun. That was fun. So speaking of music, are we gonna do a music episode next week? I think we are. Okay, I'm curious what your pick is. Because we've we've talked off show a couple uh, on a couple different ideas. Yeah, so um, I I had a couple things I wanted to lean towards, but I'm thinking we go ahead and get this out of the way and finally do Weird Al. Okay, because that's like the one musician that I have a lot of respect for, um, and I have for years. So it's like you know I really should do a Weird Al. Uh, but what I found hard was picking the album. <laughs> sure. Um, and I was tempted to maybe go with like a greatest hits album, but it's like, no, I, I think it would be more interesting to actually just review a standard release. And so I picked the one that I listened to the most uh, in my younger days, and that's going to be Poodle Hat. Okay. I definitely don't know that album. And Poodle Hat has some real winners, and then I think a couple like weaker ones. And it's kind of like, man, I don't want to talk about Leper Colony. It's not that funny. But it's on the album, so we're going to talk about Leper Colony. Okay. Um, but yeah, I picked Poodle Hat by Weird Al. Shit, that last song's eight minutes long. He ends with a uh, an epic there. Uh, I think, isn't that... Uh, w- w- wait, which one is it? Is that hardware uh, store? Genius in France. Oh, Genius in France. Okay, yeah, that was is that that was a funny one. It's not quite as funny as um, Albuquerque, but it's kind of like Albuquerque, where it's such a basic premise of a joke, but it doesn't stop. Oh my god, he does and a that, fucking parody of "Lose Yourself" by Eminem on this. Yeah, I think you'll enjoy this album. That's I'm happy with awesome. this. Awesome. I'm actually really curious to listen to this because I'm pretty sure he like does everything from the ground up. It's not like he gets the stems from these people and, and does a vocal track over them. He like recreates everything. Well, and it's funny, like we'll probably talk about this next week. But the thing I like with Weird Al is sometimes he performs these better than the original artist. Like he'll he'll take something that's there and then make it more musical. And then people are like, oh, oh yeah, it's a little better. Um, what's your pick? So I think I'm going to make us listen to, and this is like very different. Oh, I had so many picks. I wanted to make you listen to so many different things. And some of them I don't think you would like. But let's go with uh, Devin Townsend, uh, Empath, which is his album from 2019. The caveat here is if you're not in, because this is a long album and the last song is 20 minutes long. So you can, you got to go through one to nine. And the song Singularity, you don't have to listen to if you don't want to. But <laughs> it's so Singularity is basically like the Cliff Notes version of the rest of the album. It covers a lot of what's going on in, in a very similar way. It's just like, what if we just jammed all this into a 20 minute thing? Um, I think you'll like this, though. It's very theatrical. It's very weird. It has a lot of... Uh, inspiration from a lot of different genres while still being like very much this artist it was one of my favorite albums the year it came out i think this will be a fun uh walkthrough yeah so devin townsend i guess you'd probably call him like prog metal but i don't normally like prog metal so i don't like calling him that uh 
I, I kind of yeah, describe to him as like his own genre because he's just just a strange musician. So, and this will be interesting because he's got a new album coming out later this year, which I'm really excited for. That I guess is going to be like, hey, what if I took Empath and just made it fucking weirder? And it's like, oh, I'm down for that. Please do, sir. So, yes, Empath by Devin Townsend. And uh, I think it's Spirits Will Collide or Castaway has a really fun music video that's like, got some hand-drawn art to it and there's a cat in a spacesuit. it's very cute so worth looking at okay you know next week's gonna be a lot better than this week yeah this episode i enjoyed hanging out with you i don't know if this will be fun to listen to there's this audio issues and technical difficulties and yeah i think whatnot. i can clean this up i i hope listeners at home you don't know what we're talking about because we, <laughs> we kept cutting out and redoing things yeah we did also, I want to listen to this, uh, the correspondence, fear and delight, like this, this, this artist. I this is a cool song. Yeah, I was actually thinking about picking this album. Uh, I think I want to do Weird Al this time, so I'm gonna maybe listen to the correspondence some more, and we might do this next quarter for the next okay. music club. But I'm not, I'm not locked in yet, so. Do you have a Do you have a glad space? Yeah, I do. Uh, this is kind of a cop out, but after this week, um, I really appreciate spending some time with my buddy Chad. Aww. This is this uh, awkward hour has been maybe the highlight of the week. So I'm sorry you had a bad week, buddy. It wasn't that bad, but you know how those go. Yeah. What I about to, you? I hate to keep harping on the music shit. But my glad space, I've been listening to Bollywood music lately. Oh, yeah, you mentioned that. And that's been a goddamn fucking treat, is what it's been. Um, Shit, I am so unprepared because I'm bad at this. Let me go find the song that started this shit. It was Malhari. M-A-L-H-A-R-I. This is a Bollywood song about, I think it's like India's version of like, George Washington or something like their first kind of big name leader who did some stuff. I don't actually know. That could be super wrong and I'm sorry if it is. But it's such a fucking badass cool like kind of folk song, but the the drumming and the percussion has a very like modern kind of hard rock vibe to it. Even though a lot of it's like clapping and like stomping your feet. Like it's it's such a banging song. And I'm like, oh, I like this. I want to listen to more music like this. And it's like, well, there's no, like, albums. It's just basically Bollywood. Have fun. So I've been poking around and uh, going down rabbit holes of this and finding some really, really fun songs. Uh, the other good one is called, like, Paca Loco. Let me, let me pull that up and spell it. I want to say it's P-A-K-K-A -A, and then the word local, L-O-C-A-L. And this, I don't know what movie this is from, but this song's really good. It's kind of silly. The dancing in it is fucking awesome. The choreography is so crazy. Like, both of these songs are awesome. And then if you listen to them, you two will be like, oh, clearly you have a brain disease. Do you want more of this? And then just keep going. Just, just have fucking fun, listeners, because it's basically <laughs> show tunes, but for Indian movies, and they're goofy, and they're so extravagant, and everyone's having fun, and the costume design's typically really good, and the dancing's fun, and everyone's really pretty. It, just do it. It's a good time. I, I think what's weird, like, I really, really hate YouTube sometimes, like, how their algorithm will recommend stuff, and... I will manually set the little button where it's like, hey, if this person uploads something, I want to know about it. And just no matter what, it won't tell me. So I have to follow my favorite people on different social media things to get the updates, right? But I swear, I watch like one music video and it's like, oh, you like Lady Gaga? Well, here's a bunch of Lady Gaga stuff now. It's like, no, I just wanted to hear Poker Face. Yep. I, I stayed for Paper Gangster, but I got to move on now. It's like, well, no, we don't worry. We cleared out your music playlist and replaced it with Lady Gaga. Like, thank, thank you for doing that. Yeah, Man, I'm I, a whiny bitch this week. No, YouTube algorithm is weird because sometimes it, sometimes it really does me well, and other times it, it betrays the fuck out of me. And then other times I'll log in, being like, do do do, and it's like, do you want to watch these twenty things that have nothing to do 
with any of your interests or anything you've watched in the last month? And it's like, no. No, I don't. And I'm I'm easy to please. Just keep shoving stupid music at me. It's all I want my YouTube algorithm to be. So what do you say, buddy old pal? You ready for bed? Ah, uh, yeah, we could probably be done. Okay, let's snuggle into bed. Ooh. I hope everybody has a good week or weekend. Also, um, stay tuned for the Warrior Chats version of Centaur World. Me and Emily uh, recorded a conversation about that cartoon because I finished it. It's super fun. It it We only go to E621 a little bit. There's some there's some really silly Centaur World porn, Cameron. <laughs> this should be soon, right? Yeah, um, I got I'll edit that this weekend, then kick it to you. I figure that'll go up. I don't know either late, whatever the tenth, the sixteenth, seventeenth, whatever you want to post it, but sometime within the next next week or two. Okay, rad. Things are looking up for 2022. Yeah. And then I'm gonna be okay. One more one more thing to do. Go to anonym.wordpress.com if you want to read Detective Top Hat and the Man Made of Spiders, because it is done. Oh yeah, you finished that story. I think it's anonym.wordpress.com. I, I hope so. I don't know my own URLs. I'm bad at this. But I did finish the story, and it, it is a, it's a silly tale of a man with a magic hat solving a crime. I was so drunk when I came up with the idea that I decided to drink and draw a picture, too. I love it. It's good. Everything worked out in the end. So I think I think I think I'm done plugging my bullshit. So Good night. Good night. Hooray. Right.